0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to an exciting episode of Brent and Chris. We talk. We do. We don't very often that you see, but we still do.
1: We talk a lot. You guys just don't get to hear it all. So it's yeah, unfortunate.
0: Where we live, we finally got our our little batch of uh, COVID. Would you say batch? Our, our share, maybe? I don't want to say it like that I would either,
1: say but. what you might call a wave is finally occurring in terms of more pot positive cases in the area what's, frusti- weeks.
0: what's frustrating to me is it's there's no surprise at all about this i mean we our city officials largely ignored it they law enforcement had no desire to do anything to wear masks themselves um, city officials didn't seem concerned and we're trying to open up the city before the governor's, uh, well, what would you say? The governor's rules were met. Right. So, he had, um, guidelines, thresholds. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of logical stuff in there. And, uh, they kept saying, well, it's not in our area, so we're going to open up sooner. Well, we did. And now we have our COVID, uh, units filled up. So much so that well, <clears throat> my wife had to go work a COVID unit pretty much <laughs> because uh, yeah. you know they can't have a uh, agency nurses in fast enough. So
1: they're opening up more and more COVID type wards, I believe they call it. And uh, one interesting thing I read about today, they were I read about uh, what do they call them? A mass spread events or something like that, and it was talking about like that motor cycle rally, Sturgis is one of them, where they traced, they trace people from there, they have, they have, I can't remember, how, it's hundreds of confirmed cases from that thing, it was only a couple of weeks ago, and people from that went to, I think they said almost every county in the U.S., the continental the U.S., and it was, like you said, no one wearing, they were all like in denial about it, I mean, I know some people who are pretty darn conservative, who are elbow bumping and wearing masks and not, there may vote for Trump, but they don't give a crap about what people are saying about it being a political thing, the mask.
0: It's really frustrating. I mean, it didn't have to be like this. I, I think it's comical just how little the uh, RNC convention has talked about it. I, I thought the only person who's really given it any attention was Melania Trump.
1: Oh yeah, and I think that it was, that was their only grasp at it because they were hoping that she, she's the least abrasive of all of them that we're going to be presenting. And so they thought, give her the olive branch to present in terms of the human side of things versus it is it is what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's been interesting. The the DNC convention wasn't, I mean, anything to really brag about either. I will say it was it was no. better planned. I think Trump was in denial most of the time about it having to be an online endeavor. Well, the,
1: it feels like the optics and the information that was shared about the plan and and on was really a lot better communicated, not well communicated, but maybe better. Uh, And isn't it funny how the more I am not following the Republican convention because I, don't have time to really follow it you know blow by blow I don't know if I would per se but I still get the highlights regardless I find it interesting about what I'm hearing of um, It's they called it the Trump show Day on NPR which I thought was pretty funny because the way they described it if he really is just kind of like each day popping in and the plan is this is what's going to happen but what actually happens is Trump's going to drop in and surprise everyone with something you know like signing pardons or naturalizing citizens and turning it into a part of his political rally and having people that are serving the people of america with taxpayer dollars on taxpayer trips present for his campaign
0: i know and And, here's here's the (laughs) thing like here like here's my thing too it's like okay if you want to talk about trump pardons like, let's talk about some of the pardons he's done because there are much more interesting ones that we could talk about <laughs> from his campaign. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, he pardoned a guy. I can't remember. Um, he went to prison. Oh, gosh, forgive me. I can't. It doesn't, it's not really important. He went to prison. so they pardoned him for it, and he's basically supporting Trump, and that's why they pardoned him on live TV. I mean. Oh,
0: that, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I, that a, was the one on stunt. the. Um, a stunt. Yeah, I was talking about his campaign guy. Oh. Uh,
1: was it Roger Stone? Ooh.
0: Yes. No. That's yes. the one he pardoned. Yeah, he did
1: pardon him, yep. He didn't pardon Manafort yet, did he?
0: No. I think Manafort's... Too far gone. I don't know. I honestly he don't know. I didn't care about it, him it enough. It, 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 what, and then what, there was the other one that just got caught up, too, and or uh, wasn't that Manafort. No, I don't even know.
1: No, but. that one was the Breitbart guy. Yes. I can see
0: his face, but I can't remember Bannon. His name. No. Yes. Yes. Is Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon? Yeah. Raised money for a border Who wall, did not build border wall. Kept money. <laughs> spent millions on himself. Gotta look good, to, now, you know. Raise money. To Donald build a Trump, wall. I'm pretty sure, is on record as saying
1: he's an excellent judge of character and a great hire, great person for hiring people.
0: I think it's funny that he'll go around to, say, Hillary Clinton, like, lock her up, lock her up. And then with that Galene yeah. Maxwell or something, he wishes her well. Yeah. Well, it's because, like we were talking earlier, double standard,
1: right? The it is, the perceptual lens is what he wants it to be, and that's why that's what you get, right? It's It can never be a bad story for anything related to him or his, his quote-unquote, associations, Right. And then unless there's something absolutely proven against somebody, I don't think he's going to stand, you know, he's not going to go crazy rogue, you know, off on, I mean, he goes rogue in his own way, but you know what I mean? He's not going to stop that defense of a person or or leave some ambiguity without a good reason. Like the QAnon stuff, right, where they're saying, you were like, do you deny the fact that you're openly fighting against a pedophile ring at the highest reaches to the world governments and is like, "Well, I'm not not doing that." Basically, it's like, "What?
0: <laughs> Are you kidding I, me?" I don't even remember where that lady's from. Um, the congresswoman that just got it. Well, there's, there's a few of them, I think. I think it was Republicans and Democrats. No, I'm pretty sure. No. Mhm. No.
1: Looking I'm looking up. this
0: up. I am. Wow, it, it, it is like the shortest article. The FBI has called it potential domestic terror threat. The president right. says he doesn't know much. Now, congressional candidates have signal support. It doesn't say who. This is the least helpful thing. Oh, they want me to listen to it.
1: Right.
0: And then I don't when you wait for that,
1: they're they trying to make you subscribe to something
0: i can't i can't do that this is research i should have done before the show <laughs> uh this well, is okay her name ah oh, come on don't make me sign up for something oh it's the new york times you blasted thing okay they want me to subscribe again okay her name is marjorie taylor green is a Republican and part of the QAnon movement, or the QAnon mm-hmm. triumphed her in a House primary runoff election in Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Okay, sorry. That was boring. We're back. We're back. We're going <laughs> to not look up information on the fly here. Okay.
1: <laughs> Brian, you got
0: a vamp for me if I do that again. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I, uh, yeah, I, QAnon's scary. Um and uh, do we want to mention the double standard we were talking about i think it's interesting because uh, we're today's show everyone if you haven't read the title that you clicked on to watch it is uh joe biden uh we want to talk about him since he has accepted the nomination officially now um mm-hmm. we so about we Trump. Did, only, fair. only fair and uh we were gonna I, you know there's some allegations out there against biden and and we thought about talking about them but um a they're they're i was arguing they're less substantiated you know that the biden's much not like substantiated right biden's not to totally paid any money out hush money it seems or anything like that there's no non-disclosures anything like that um but then brent brought up a really good counterpoint like you know why would it matter where trump has had so much evidence put against him like with stormy daniels Right and it didn't matter it doesn't matter now he's still got the nomination
1: right nobody seems to care about that stuff and so i mean not to say like you what did you say about that when i said well no one seems to care why it should matter Biden? yeah i don't know well no you you had a good point it's like do we want to to, to create that type of standard oh yes i said i think that? we
0: have to i think we have to have a higher standard because we don't we don't want trump to be the normal
1: Right, we don't wanna lower the office. We talked about this. Uh, me and Brent need to really
0: principles. clearly preface what we're saying and saying absolutely every sexual assault allegation should be thoroughly investigated. We're not saying anything like that. Investigated, taken seriously. Taken seriously, absolutely. Right. And, um, and and I'm not talking about that. I, we're just saying if it is a viable reason to to not be elected president or to serve. Not well not anybody anything should be held to
1: the same standard of law. It's kinda of like why where uh Donald Trump has said that in his defense, his lawyers have said that he's not subject to the law the same way because the president isn't. Now, at the end of the day, is that the defense you should be offering if you're accused of crimes? Any crime. Forget what it is. you're accused of any crime, should you be able to say, Well, what I'm doing right now means that I can't be you, know, you can't try me for that. That's what. Well, uh, so Biden all okay. about Yeah. So I. It'll be interesting. He will have the if he's elected, he'll have the first chance to uh, have a previously sitting president tried for something. Because who's going to pardon Trump?
0: There's no reason I that Biden, Biden couldn't. Would. If Biden's already talking about being a one-term president, but why would he?
1: Correct. I don't Great think he question. would. He said he, he said he wouldn't stand in the way of them unless there's some dirt, some absolute ungodly
0: reason why they can't pursue it. Right? Can I, can I just say mean things like not even mean things, but I, I have to say how silly Trump must feel for not pulling the collusion on Ukraine like now or something like the Biden scandals over. You can't, you can't like uh, the the public interest is spent on that. You're not going to get sure. anybody to care about that what you anymore. I think anyway. I it's really. Not
1: to hope say that so. it's dead in his eyes, right? He can bring anything back he wants, <laughs> seemingly.
0: Gosh, Trump the necromancer. Yeah, bringing media back necromancer. media um, necromancer. necromancer guess we kind of covered how our weeks were, right? Have you been doing anything new?
1: You know what? I think in terms of how we would describe it, no. I'm not doing anything crazy new. I'm just living the, the good life. Kids and wife are happy and healthy and working a lot. And I'm not going to move my camera much because I don't want to see how much of a pigsty my garage is, but that's where the kids play. So, life's good.
0: You? Uh Oh, let's see a couple of things i guess i officially launched the uh nice hat publishing oh, yeah. facebook page and yeah. um i got price lists up there today for the different services doing kind Clients of an, in the bag yeah that happened kind of fast actually it was kind of surprising um that's good
1: you gotta take advantage man jump on the opportunity pony otherwise it's gonna run away
0: yeah yeah, it happened well, and everybody's been really satisfied so far. Um, so that's why I figured go ahead and start advertising it. I got the uh, what he's like. I got the first few out of the way. Worked out the kinks. I have a good workflow, and uh, I, I figured out how to value my time better. The first time or two, it's like you're guessing. What's it worth? Sure. Well, and you're guessing on how long things take you. Kind of, you know, assuming best guess and
1: yeah. Well, I used to put a clock exactly on it. Every time.
0: No, no, yeah, that was one of the problems. I was working with the song that had a USB mic that the guy recorded on, and and it was fine. I'm using a USB mic here to sing into, but um, there are some quality issues. We we got around it. I mean, I explain all that stuff very upfront to people. I do a, a right. virtual meeting with people before we before we do anything to explain what's but happening. Some reasonable idea what to expect to this episode brought to you by nice hat publishing
1: that's right only the best
0: i know yeah this is yeah, why we have a podcast to plug our own, so own brent and Chris talk studios yeah great. yeah we had okay. brent got we had a one side project that was up and running and then covid kicked us on our butt so we've uh changed As course it stands
1: to like immediately enact something there yes we're 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 still that one's in in the works. It's more or less a longer term play, maybe a little bit different angle.
0: Put on hiatus. We found out some yeah. things. We made some test runs. We got the processes down. Um, I'm excited. Like uh, I'm gonna go ahead and announce kind of what we have in the works. I'm not gonna go into details, but uh, I'll mm-hmm. say that super excited to say, me and Brent are working on some games uh, for kids. Yep, we both have kids. Maybe adults too. Yeah, maybe adults too. Honestly, that's one of the things And toward gonna, the kids. Definitely. It's something I don't mind doing with my kids, so I think it's a good yeah. plug. Made for you by awesome. parents. I don't know. Parents, we'll, it, we'll, it
1: will be thoroughly tested and vetted. Kids will love it. If they don't, we won't sell yeah. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so far so good. So other games too, for sure. But that, those
1: maybe less to talk about.
0: Yeah. Before. That Before one yeah. It. Chell and I have been playing it at home. We got a, a board game that we've got kind of created here. I don't even know if you call it a board yeah, I guess you call it a board game. We've got it. We've played through it. It was fun because we had one game and we played through it and then we're like, It's fun, it's really fast, what if we change it up a little bit? And then we came up with a whole different game. So, um we're gonna we're gonna get that get that one going soon. I don't know what we're gonna do with that one, but that one's fun. Good stuff. We woke up the next day and she was like, I had dreams about playing that game. I'm like, that is (laughs) awesome. Nice. So, Yeah. Good problem to have. Right? Other than that, I don't think much of anything. It's hot here. It is like so terribly hot. It's been 94, 90s this week. Um, I mean, I'm thankful we're not on fire. I'm thankful we don't have hurricanes. But our thing to complain about is it's hot. It be warm. Yeah. I'm very uncomfortable in the studio. I want to turn a fan on, but I'm not for your listening pleasure. Yes.
1: I do have a fan on, but mine is far away from me um, and aimed at me so as to not cause an issue, hopefully.
0: I can do a little old school.
1: I'm also in my garage. I think I'm allowed a fan of some kind.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, I'm going to... A- basement with absolutely no air circulation other than a fan
1: yeah when that door is not open it's the hot one in there all it's
0: that cooking. equipment radiating. I know I'm kind of glad I don't have a thermostat in here right now I can tell you that my heart rate is at 94 just sitting here which is probably not great <laughs> I'm gonna blame that <laughs> for the heat yeah That's right your like, come on Pump there right here I know I know all right uh you want to dive in Let's get it. So uh, get it. we broke this up into two parts here. I, I covered Biden's um, kind of a quick biography. There's things I didn't cover like just because their current history and I didn't want to go that far. I wanted to do like that boring biography stuff um, with some fun brunt and Chris talkisms thrown in there. And then you got uh, policy. And boy, do I have
1: policies!
0: I kept mine really good. I'm I'm two I'm two pages, two notebook pages.
1: Not yep. even front and back. I'm the same. I'm the same. Two notebook pages.
0: Is that where you're at? Yep. It's awesome. one pa-
1: piece of paper, writing on both sides.
0: I was gonna try to see how long we've been recording, so I could make a mental note for the uh, timestamps. But that's okay. So, did you know that, uh, do you know what Joe's middle name is?
1: Something different. I've seen it before. It's not like a very straightforward, like I knew it would be that.
0: <laughs> Robinette. Yes. Joseph Robinette Biden. And uh, he was born November That's 20th. That's name. Yes. Yeah, he's the second. And okay. uh, he would go on to have a third. But uh, Joe was born November 20th, 1942. He was the first of four siblings. And um, his dad had some wealth, but lost it by the time Joe was born. And they actually lived with Joe's maternal grandparents in Scranton, Pennsylvania. For all you Office fans, dun, 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 dun. I think that's all I can do for copyright purposes. Nice. Um, So they lived in Scranton until 1953, when the family moved to an apartment in Claymont, Delaware, the state that doesn't exist. And um, they were there for a few years, and then they moved finally to Wilmington, Delaware. And there his dad was a successful used car salesman and managed to maintain the family's middle-class lifestyle nice I have to say it's impressive four siblings used car salesmen keeping that afloat
1: well I, that's where the real money's at is in used cars <clears throat> can and you see
0: cars. can you see some inherent used car salesman in, in Joe Biden in his smile for sure I know as soon as I read it I was like <laughs> wow <laughs> I wonder you know don't worry those
1: clicks in that transmission they'll work themselves out
0: I wanna make bad jokes, but I need people to know I'm joking. Maybe that's maybe that's like he smells that's why he smells the hair. That's the equivalent of like slapping the tires. Kicking the tires.
1: <laughs> gotta have something. Gotta have something. Gotta, gotta let go of those tendencies, right?
0: These are jokes, people. These are jokes. Don't be offended. Uh, all right. Um you know Biden was a football player.
1: I'm not surprised by that. Didn't get injured?
0: Didn't, didn't see that at all. Uh, he played football through college. He was uh, he's a running back in high school, I want to say. Uh, a really successful running back. But then in college, he played varsity defensive back. So I started okay. looking into this just as a side tangent. I was like, gosh, did, did they even have helmets? You <laughs> know? And I guess they did. Fair question. They did, but... Um, They were leather helmets until the 50s. The 60s saw the introduction of the polymers, plastic helmets, but it wasn't until the later 60s that they put the face shields on. Face
1: shields on, yeah.
0: And, like, so I was looking up football from the 50s. It was, I'm sorry, mid-50s They started the polymers, but um, I mean, it's crazy, dude. People, like, football players didn't have teeth. No. Like,
1: (laughs) you should look at the guys back in the day, they'd be like, oh, we had a good punch-up and they got a picture and they're taking their, like, a guy like you can't even see his eye it's like closed and he's got like scars all over and you're like jeez these people were rough
0: that's so nuts dude yeah. that's why I was wondering you know like maybe maybe Joe had some uh what is it what's the football injury uh, is it CTE I don't think so something cerebral but yeah I know what you're talking about that's what I'm getting Where at
1: the, the continuous blows to the head yeah. they don't uh, they don't help
0: they don't help um so he wasn't a good student he didn't do very well academically which i think that pairs well with doing good athletically typically typically but he was still elected high school class president oh, hey, you want I the football
1: uh, quarterback or, or linebacker or do you want the uh, guy He's who's running back in that. high school
0: he he basically i guess he but, uh, led his not very good football team to be undefeated geez mm-hmm. well wow. man can
1: carry a team I guess
0: which I have to be honest with you um, you know how Joe wanted to call Trump out I'm opening a soda I'm sorry if this sounds weird dude over here um, remember how Joe wanted to bring out Trump behind the thing if they were in high school together Yeah. I'm going to give it to Joe I going mean, gives the joke, too. So, I let's think see. Trump
1: was definitely, like, a, <laughs> a light foot.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in 1965, he got his bachelor's from Delaware, double majored in history and poli-sci. He also met his first wife, Melia Hunter, in 1964. And in 66, he marries her. And in 68, uh, he finishes law school from Syracuse University College of Law. Fun little tidbit, his first year of law school, he was accused of plagiarizing five of his 15 papers. Wow. He claimed that he didn't understand citation.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, that's a bit uh, bit of a poor defense for a lawyer
0: <laughs> I use that like same thing in like high school like what I can't put quotes at the front and the end of a paper <laughs> 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 Neil said quote five pages end quote and I agree <laughs>
1: Solid paper. In conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, I agree.
0: <laughs> I support those points made very well. So, uh, okay. Now, while he was in law school, he was getting draft deferments. Mm-hmm. And then he was classified as unavailable due to asthma.
1: More legit than bone spurs. Do you do you outgrow um,
0: asthma?
1: Your susceptibility to asthma attacks can change, but I'm pretty sure you always have asthma if it's something that's an issue.
0: I mean, it's just my clopper. dad has
1: had it in his life, his whole life, but it was a lot worse when he was a kid.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm picking on Joe, but everyone else is going to pick on Joe, so I might as well do it as we go, you know?
1: Nothing wrong with that. You got to vet your candidates.
0: Being critical. I have to be honest. I was. I'm one over after doing all this research, but we'll get to there. Uh, so, 1969, he uh, is admitted to the Delaware Bar, and he also has his first son, Joseph R. Biden the Third. It's you kind know. of easy when you're like the second, you know. You're like, <laughs> I know. I'm gonna have another one. I know my son's gonna be named. Like, he's gotta take some pressure off. Um so nineteen seventy second son is born Robert uh Robert Hunter. And he was also that year Joseph Biden was elected to the city council in what did I say, Wilmington. In Wilmington. So I just think this is interesting. Um there was this governor uh at the time named Charles l terry jr Mm -hmm. he was the governor and he had really mishandled some race riots that was going on and um wilmington is then where um we had like martin luther king (laughs) uh, and um came to do a speech there and um there that caused more riots to follow and he the governor uh had the National Guard come in and didn't have them leave for like a month the first time, and then the second time he brought them in, he wouldn't let them go again, even though the mayor of Wilmington was ready to have them go. Right. And um, Wilmington rights, and um, the o- like the only way they left was when the guy lost his reelection. And a new governor came in so but biden biden was kind of stuck because that guy was a democrat but he also really didn't like nixon and when uh biden was like doing some clerking after law school it was for a prominent republican and he you know for a while thought he was a republican he dabbled he dabbled a little bit
1: man
0: (laughs) gotta know republicans are good people Absolutely, so just, Like
1: every side, there's bad on both, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, he's had some questionable things. Don't get me wrong. Republicans mm-hmm. too. But um, so yeah, Joe's kind of stuck because he doesn't want to be a Democrat and he doesn't want to be a Republican. So not working great for him. He runs independent, gets elected to the city council. And then uh, that was 1970, 1971. Um, his daughter, Naomi Chris. Uh, Naomi Christina was born and um, 1972 at age 29 Joe Biden was elected to the Senate and because he was going to be 30 after the age of uh, when he was sworn in he was able to run. He was the fifth youngest person ever to run for Senate Um, and that was on Wow Yeah Yeah So that was earlier in 72. That was November 17th. And um, it's kind of, I guess, interesting thing. Um, Biden, it was Biden versus a guy named Boggs. Boggs was backed by Nixon and Biden had practically no chance, but um, Biden had no money or anything. His campaign was ran by his sister and other family members, and Delaware, I guess, is like two hours across and like 30 minutes up and down or something, or I mean, other way around, sorry, three minutes across, state. two hours up and down, and um, they were like doing just so much grassroots like campaigning, and I watched videos uh, with his sister, and they are just, I mean, like she ran several other campaigns for him too. I mean, it was it's a really cool story uh, how much nice. his family was involved with it on November 17th, he ended up winning by 3000 votes and, uh, was democratic, um, uh, democratically elected into, you know, Congress democratically elected as a Democrat. I'm sorry. That's what I'm trying to say. He was not independent for that. And, uh, I'm dropping my paper. Um, I, this is the, one of the saddest things, probably the saddest thing in his life, December 18th, um, his wife and daughter die in a car accident while they were out doing like some like, early Christmas shopping. All the kids were in the car and they got hit by a, a semi and um, the wife didn't make it, the daughter didn't make it, and both boys survived. Um, one had like a broken bone, another one had a fractured skull. And um, it obviously, me- <laughs> I mean... In- I can't even describe <laughs> the words at all. Um, very hard time for Biden. His, camp- or his staff in, um, in the Senate were taking bets on how long he'd make it. He wanted to drop out, but he was convinced not to. And um, he ended up starting to take the train every day from Delaware to Washington which was like a 90 minute train ride each direction just so he could still be a dad for his kids. And and, uh, that's why they called him Amtrak Joe. It is, it is admirable. And um, in 1975, he meets a Dr. Jill Jacobs. Then in 1977, they marry. Um, Joe works his way up Senate and 1987, Uh, He announces his first run for the presidency. And um, his campaign just kind of stalled out on him. He was getting stuck in Iowa and uh, was up against Dukakis. And I can't remember the other guy, but obviously he didn't win the nomination. And um, and then in 1988, oh, one of the things that got him, I think this is interesting. One of the things that got him in 1987 was he uh, plagiarized a speech from some british guy (laughs) come on joe i know and like joe had i guess like quoted this guy several times before but at the at the debate he didn't say uh you know cite his source so they then they brought up the papers from his law school time and this is when it actually mattered you know that you had ethical people running for things Mm -hmm. unlike now and uh it lost for standards yeah, yeah, so it lost it for him, but then in 88 he had two brain aneurysms Wow, and then they had to take him back in for surgery while they were doing the fix- fixing it surgery. He had like uh, Sounds like a heart attack. They had to do a coronary bypass and severe setbacks. They had less than a 50% chance he'd make a, a survive a full comeback and um I mean, obviously he did. I guess some people would question them, But he's had a massively long career in the Senate. He was there for 36 years. And while he was there, he had some 42 bills, which mm-hmm. I think that's pretty decent. And yeah. um, in nineteen ninety, yeah, he has some questionable ones. Um, 1994 was the crime bill that really, I mean, just, disproportionately affected african-americans It's when they claim that crack cocaine was just so much worse than powder cocaine and mm-hmm. um 1996 he voted in favor of a marriage bill uh he was friends with strom thurman which uh, not a real popular guy right and um rightfully so crazy guy right so I mean, he so was I'm involved... watching this,
1: this wicked bee in my room, in my uh, garage, right now, making sure he's not getting too close to me.
0: That's terrifying. I got stung <laughs> by being being It man. was terrible.
1: This thing's huge, man. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> uh, I'm Strom Thurman.
0: No, yeah, you're good. He was involved with a lot of things. You know, his friends with Strom Thurman. Uh, he was there for the Anita Hill, here Anita Hill incident with Clarence Thomas. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. He hammered her in questioning. End of it. Unsavory. The impeachment of Nixon. Yeah. And then um, he was the uh, chair of Senate Judiciary. He, he ended up becoming a very high-ranking member of Senate. He was there for a long time. Um, right, yeah,
1: time to accumulate the uh, street credit, if so you will.
0: Right. And let's see, um, 2009 is when he becomes the 47th vice president with Barack Obama. And um, interesting that year there that's when democrats flipped um hmm, interesting i'm sorry i'm reading something else i wrote um during that year they caused the the house to flip but they only um i'm getting ahead of myself reverse that scratch the fast past 15 seconds 2009 he had convinced three moderate republicans to cross lines and vote for a stimulus package during a financial crisis joe is kind of like known for working across party lines which was i don't know good and bad it's it's like an old school thing but that is definitely part of his his allure i guess if you will he does work with republicans and he maybe could get past the gridlock i don't think matt gates is somebody you cooperate with or Jim Jordan, or any of those.
1: Oh, man, that guy, Jim Jordan, is such... I have words, but I won't use them.
0: (laughs) So, Joe Biden. Um, Joe Biden did that in 2009, and in 2018, when the Dems flipped the House, Mm -hmm. they did 41 seats, flipped 41 seats. Only seven of those seats were in the Progressive Caucus, which means 34 of them were moderate. And I'm just saying, I, I, from an election standpoint, I understand why Joe is the candidate. Yeah. I understand why the left feels, um, like the liberal left feels a little disenchanted and i sure. i mean i do get it i just i also accept the need for a greater good
1: do you want to win or you want to win
0: i know uh only other thing i was going to cover i mean we've talked about other things joe did about uh you know when the impeachment stuff was going on we had covered some of the scandals and whatnot but um the in may 30th 2015 his son died of brain cancer right. and um that was Bo. other sad fact um he takes every december 18th off never works on that day to honor his wife and daughter that passed so that's my little biography of joe biden sorry i muddled it up a little bit there got a little ahead of myself at the end but oh, he's an, good. an interesting guy long story you know long long history long life and um i mean that's crazy that's a long tenure in the senate
1: yeah like you said, there's good and bad to that. Given I'm the not even, that,
0: we're not even 36 yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, people in, in there that long, huh? I mean, it's, I don't know. There's so many, every situation, every election, it's situ- it's um, different situations. So it's hard to say that maybe there weren't good candidates to oppose or replace. Who knows? You know? Yeah. It's hard to
0: so you're going to lay so some, some so that is our, yeah, that is our candidate. Now tell us his platform, sir. What, what are we getting ourselves into for the future? That was his past. Oh.
1: So there's so much to cover with policy.
0: Um, yeah. Would you say it's on his website?
1: Joebiden.com is his website. And uh, if you go out there, you'll see that there are uh, 46 different policy proposal overviews um, on the main policy page and they cover everything from uh, Central American policy uh, to supporting veterans to education and gun violence. It's pretty wide, a pretty wide array of topics which I sort of feel like he took the halfway approach from Elizabeth Warren and instead of saying I have a plan for, the, for every possible thing under the sun he has a plan for a large number of topics (laughs) and i will put an asterisk next to plan because i think it's asterisk i think it's important to note that uh, a lot of these say something to the effect of we'll be releasing comprehensive details soon or other things you're not
0: supposed to click on the link brent
1: right you're not supposed (laughs) to try to read there's a lot of words under every single one of these policies but the meat of it is really only in uh, his build back better uh yeah motto focus whatever you want to call it um maybe that's not his model but you know what i mean the build back better was the plan that he announced sort of like make america great right and uh so that that's really where i i took my focus was on on the build back better stuff um because that covers the majority of his platform, but there's so much more to it, and I'll get into to that too. Um, so the first thing under Build Back Better is uh, jobs and economic recovery. Economic recovery, and um, the the key for him there is once he takes office, he wants to focus on pandemic relief because he knows that we're not going to be out of the woods even next year. Um, you know, when the next president or Trump, if he gets reelected, is there, um, and so his. Uh, stance there is he wants to provide state and local government with relief. He wants to extend uh, unemployment benefits, the federal benefits, the $600 per period uh, per check. And he wants to uh, provide relief and re- uh, rebuilding packages for small businesses, um, which I think makes a lot of sense. You know, given I don't want to get totally ahead of myself on. Comparing contrasting policy, but Donald Trump's big thing was the payroll uh, payroll, payroll tax, the holiday I think's what he called it. And there's so many issues to unpack. Unpack that. I'm not going to get into that right now. But look it up if you don't understand why taking away payroll tax is an issue on so many different levels. But it's no solution for small businesses or any business really, for that matter.
0: Spoiler: directly relates to Social Security.
1: Dang right, and more. <laughs> yeah Um, the second pillar of build back better is manufacturing and innovation and um, he wants to build the industrial based uh, and small town business supply chains to create a lot of union jobs isn't just of it that's one of the the things that has a less has a lot lot less detail it talks if you get into that policy it talks a lot more go ahead
0: it's a fallacy. It's, a, it's an impossibility.
1: He's not directly going to do anything for manufacturing and innovation unless they give them money. Like the thing that they, they – and that's probably part of the plan. And that's just it. They haven't released a whole lot beyond just saying that – I literally summed up in those few words exactly what they have under that policy, and it's several paragraphs long. It's huge. That's really the, it, the gist of it is they want to – they want the union – creating union jobs and union um, bargaining, collective bargaining power is a big focus of what he promotes. And I'm not going to get into the union's good or bad thing right now. I just think that that's important to note. If you go out there and read on these, you're going to see that come up time and again about how he wants people to have the ability to bargain with their employers.
0: I got Joe behind me. If you didn't notice it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Nice uh, monitor there, buddy. Doing part. So, so uh, next thing is building um, modern infrastructure and um, equitable clean energy future. So this is a lot of different stuff to unpack, but really when it comes to the modern infrastructure, he's talking about providing federal funds to rebuild road- roads and bridges, which... Bridges, I know, are a massive issue. I mean, the states are all very far behind on replacement of bridges to keep them safe. Um, he wants to revamp the electrical grid and modernize it. I think that is a massive undertaking, but also something that could create a lot of jobs. Also, is a unifying topic among um, you know folks in politics, those and that support each party. In my opinion, so I think that's a really good one. Um, he wants to provide a lot more money to rebuild school facilities, provide more in the way of um, equitable facilities, too, across regardless of the income of the area and, and so forth. So I think putting people on a level playing field of education, that's an admirable pursuit. Um, and then universal broadband was the other big piece under infrastructure that he's, he's trying to, to create. And I think that is important, too. I mean, if you want to be competitive if you want to be a real part of modern society. If you don't have broadband, it's going to be difficult to accomplish that.
0: Is that implying free broadband or is just that we need access. to... Ex- I think
1: it's more of an access thing if nothing else. Yeah.
0: Not, not a free service. Yep. So nothing free... No freebies there.
1: Um, so the next thing uh, under Build Back Better is modern care, he calls it modern caregiving and, and education work, and modern education workforce. And the real focus there, and I got more of it out of the caregiving piece from this policy, but he talks mostly about providing more affordable child and elder care um, and disability care, which I think makes a lot of sense on the surface, but this is one where there's not, there wasn't spilling out details of how are they going to pay for it. And I mean, I'm not the first person who's going to sit there and say that you can't, um, oops, I think I may have bumped something, sorry. I'm not going to be the first person to say that you can't, um, I don't want to put this. You can't provide people benefits, tax incentives, whatever to pay for these kinds of services, um, whatever it may be. But I don't want to just, how are you going to pay for it (laughs) right i don't want to just write a blank check for everything under the sun that we're trying to do
0: i think the idea is that it would save on um on people in nursing homes that don't have money for it
1: yeah i'm sure well and people like single mothers who don't are you gonna you know if you can't afford you could barely survive affording daycare you know how much better it would be if you didn't pay for all of it you know or somewhat subsidized so i think there's some merit there it's just how are you gonna pay for all this? Well I, I maybe get to that a little bit later. Okay. So um the next big thing is uh advanced racial equality. So 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 broad, so much to unpack, like and they don't really do it justice. Uh, they their main focus here is talking about how to close the wealth gap through providing educational opportunities. Affordable housing, um, investing in minority communities through grants in small businesses, um, and, and eliminating food deserts. Um, and then the other thing was police and criminal justice reform. And um, I don't want to get hung up on that one too much, but I like that word reform, not defund, because I think that the word defunds a bit misguided when it comes to police and criminal justice. Um, so again, advanced racial e- equality, admirable thing to try to attack. I think in these one, two, three, four, five bullets, I mean, you're scratching the surface of all the issues. So, I, I mean, I think it, it's important to pick things you want to go after, but they probably should rename that something else. <laughs> in my yeah. Opinion. Um. So I mean, those. Go ahead. Sorry
0: no it's just that's interesting
1: what were you gonna say buddy
0: I uh, just i i, I yeah, should I mean, probably it's... skip it on the i should probably skip it
1: <laughs> oh were you gonna you're gonna go wrong the wrong way
0: i i probably was gonna go the wrong way with with some of the 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 race stuff but
1: well and it's difficult i mean us being two, caucasian males i mean <laughs> You, you, you walk on thin ice addressing a lot of that stuff. Not to say we shouldn't care about it, but it's difficult to just dive in first. So maybe we should move on and just say, and those five things, right, jobs, economic recovery, manufacturing, innovation, build modern infrastructure, clean energy, modern caregiving, educational workforce, advanced racial equality. Those are literally the five tenets of Build Back Better, which... I think a lot of that gets behind, you know, some of the biggest problems we have right now. If there's, if he's given the chance, yeah. Now, I said there was 46 different policy proposals, and I thought, hey, I want to cover some other stuff that's important. And believing there's so much more, um, okay, other things. And again, there's nothing really talking about how they're going to pay for all this stuff, but he fully supports increasing the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour which I think that's good, raising the standard limit for a lot of people. Um, protecting union bargaining rights. I was talking about that earlier, I'm not gonna dig in again, but he's very focused on making sure people have, it's not a, a problem per se, it's, it's making sure that the level playing field is created, not, not a point of leverage that can be a perpetual cycle of issues. We'll just say yeah. it like that. Um, he wants to implement universal paid sick leave. They don't really say paid sick leave, but they want to support universal paid sick leave. So, I mean, I think if that's cool. Love it. Give me some more. How much? How are you going to pay for it? How are you going to get people to do that? It's kind of like FMLA. Like they made a law that you have to be able to let people have their job back. Yeah. If you meet certain criteria. Um speaking of fmla he wants 12 weeks of paid fmla i don't know how much there is now i should have researched that i think it's something more like six or eight that you get paid and he wants 12 which if you're like maternity leave and all that that's a really awesome benefit if you can have it mm-hmm. uh expand universal health care options when i was reading into this one it was really talking more about uh he's he's talking at length about this fixing some of the things that they were trying to accomplish with Obamacare that didn't quite work out. Um, and so I don't think that there's a complete solution there. Again, this is not one they totally uh, explained how they're going to, you know, expand universal healthcare options. But I think that, again, if you can find some way to take out the sting of requiring the mandate, you know, for having it, but still having a viable program, you know, where people participate in a market that survives and isn't totally government subsidized. Cool. Yeah. Tell me how you're going to do it. Um, This one kind of flies in the face of what Trump did. He wants to increase corporate taxes and accountability. And what I got from that was, and I, I don't, I didn't write down the rates, but basically he doesn't want to take the corporate tax rate all the way back up to what it was before Trump took it down with his tax cuts. He got passed. Um, he wants to bring back up a certain percentage of that. I can't remember exactly. Forgive me. It'll be in my links. Um, so he wants to do that and then uh, increase corporate accountability. Basically, uh, in particular, when corporations uh, are given money from us, the taxpayer, uh, they've already built some of this in, I think, to CARES Act and things like that. But a... I guess, more comprehensive approach to making sure that money, that the the corporations have the ownership of accounting, accounting for what they've done with our money and how they're gonna pay it back and so forth, which sure. good. This don't sure. make it too complicated so people don't take advantage of that and just go back right bankrupt. Um, the last one I'll talk about like this policy wise is in, uh, wealth taxes. He wants the folks making the most money at the top to pay a larger percent of taxes. I'm not totally opposed to that. You and I have talked at length about how I don't want it to get out of hand where people are totally scaring off all the rich people. It's not that I'm a super component of rich people because I'm not one of them, but the biggest thing to me is they bring so much in terms of economy um, and wealth standard to regions. And yeah, I There's there's good and bad to it, but to me, the good outweighs the bad if the folks are held accountable to paying their fair share. Yeah. So let's get into how um, how have Biden's stances changed over the years? I picked three what I thought were fairly significant ones um, because you could you could dig into this forever, and you know politicians they change at the Whim of the wind of societal opinion blowing, right? So, uh, free college is one of them. And this happened, he um, kind of piggybacked on the far left idea, like Sanders and Warren. He, he latched right on to what they were saying about um, free college and now supports free college and universities for families making less than $125,000, collect, you know, the whole family. Um, so he, he kind of bit on that one. That was when he kind of, he resisted for a long time. And then during the last cycle, when they were eliminating the, the candidates out there, he latched onto that one and totally changed his stance. I think he saw the writing on the wall. I mean,
0: again, I,
1: education and they don't want to be
0: saddled with all his debt. I'm pretty against means-based benefits. I mean, it's just a race. It's a, it, it's a race to the bottom.
1: What creates one, I mean, there's a threshold. Some people aren't gonna make it no matter what. If you want to have a dual income family, you're never gonna make that unless you have certain you know I mean, certain standards.
0: I know. And, and I mean I, like I
1: feel like it's too easy to get disqualified from it.
0: Yes. Like when it's so important. How dare they, they acknowledge it. it's so important? Like what if your parents make more that much but they don't want to give you any money for college that doesn't mean it's your money like that doesn't mean you get to right. use and, your kids
1: see and i have so many you know me i've talked about this i don't think i mean i'm grateful for the money my parents gave me for college and there was no freebies and like i was so so far advantaged beyond a lot of people because my parents could afford that stuff because i wasn't saddled with all the undergraduate debt Yep, um, and. My parents would have never qualified for this 100, 125K. My parents were not super rich. I mean, you know my family, like we did fine. Like we lived a good life, but it wasn't like, man, we're fucking rolling in it. Sorry about that first F-bomb.
0: <laughs> that's, that's our one. We're rated R right now. Yeah,
1: right. So I don't know. I have issues with that straight up. I, I would agree with you that it needs to be more universal of a standard for certain levels of education. Maybe you get the first two years for free. Get all the gym meds out of the way. And then you get to decide what you want to pursue as, like, a, a core topic, a core, you know, pursuit. And then that's your then you're on the hook for that to some degree. And then you go for grants and whatever else.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I just have this hard time, like, wrapping my head around it. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, stupid stuff. Like, how, how do you get Americans to agree? We want a smart country. We want a country oh. that's smart, that can figure things out, and can be competitive you have,
1: con- you have to convince them that it's 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 um you have to convince them it's not socials to think that that's for the greater good that's what it is man it's the founding that fathers and- yeah
0: were, I, I i mean it is 100 they knew
1: that we had to educate the people if you want to have a better if you want to have a good society an improving society you have to educate the people and it doesn't mean you have to sit there and everyone's got to have degrees it means that they can go to trade schools. That they can they can learn how to do whatever they want to do and that's like like you're doing with music pursuits you could pursue that yeah and provide value to society through that you could go to welding school mechanic school painting swimming i don't you know it doesn't matter as long as you provide value that's the thing we don't we don't value that that's the shame of it, it is it's it's the rat race of i want to be better and have more than everybody else and get mine and that's it's too the the level of greed prevents us from seeing the fact that if we educate people they in turn will create more value for society and then provide more value back in terms of the taxes they're paying and they they would have otherwise and then we're that much better off
0: i mean you never know you never know the kid that could come up with the life-saving technology that saves your life someday
1: yeah that's the truth you don't anyone and everything i mean there's people who come from homeless lifestyles who develop life-saving cures and things that you wouldn't even imagine that's just one kind of example so beyond free college joe has changed his stance on bankruptcy uh in this one he stole straight from elizabeth warren i
0: know i mean this is like uh, her policy yeah,
1: he, yeah yeah he wants to bolster bankruptcy protections. That were eliminated by a law that Biden himself championed as a senator, and basically, and specifically, it has to do with student loan debt forgiveness. Yep. So he championed eliminating those that forgiveness, and now he wants to get it back.
0: Now he wants to champion eliminating the elimination. Elimination, right?
1: And so I think that's where you get to. There's two things here. One, uh, it's a typical politician flip-flopping. Yep. At public whim, perhaps, most likely. The other side of it, though, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to admit that you were wrong and to change your stance
0: on occasion.
1: If you're doing it all the time.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, Go ahead. I, I mean, here here's my thing. Do you, are you electing someone whose principles and ideals are, you know simpatico what's the right word uh uh, Mm -hmm. yes you know if they completely line with you are you voting someone who is a conduit for public sentiment are you voting for someone who you think is going to listen to the majority of the people and and if that's the case are they flip-flopping are they i mean like how how is it fair to say that you know like let's just gay marriage how how is it fair to say that the country's stance on gay marriage changed why can't his politics political views change
1: yeah i think and again it's back to that you have to somehow reconcile yourself with the fact that people that are thinking and learned yeah they're reasoning and they understand that it's okay to be man to to think back if you hold firm and stubborn to everything then you're gonna have issues
0: go away spider
1: oh man it's a buggy night i I i lost my friend the the murder hornet over here somewhere in the corner. I'll go get my raid spray after the the meeting and take care of them.
0: <laughs> Dude, you got the garage door open too. That's crazy. It's still hot.
1: Oh, I, I have to have the garage door. It's moving air. Garage door open, moving air. Got the fan thing on me. It's nice. I'm hot, but I'm not
0: miserable. Yeah, 80 degrees. Probably that in here. In my tomb. Um, my stinky feet.
1: So... I think that most people would be down with student loan forgiveness if you do qualify for bankruptcy. Sure. That's my, my take. Last thing I'll, I'll touch on that he, uh, um, this is a biggie, uh, the Hyde Amendment. So basically Biden's held the same viewpoint for 40 years on this, that, um, Uh, taxpayer funds should not be used for abortion to support abortion and uh just recently again during the uh, debates and the speech when all the they were still vetting the candidates out there uh you know warren sanders harris aldam uh the judge he was literally getting ready to uh give a speech and said give me a pen to one of his aides and rewrote his stance Saying that he now supports repealing restrictions for using taxpayer funds for abortion. That's a biggie. That's a biggie. So, he's been hammered on that one in terms of principle. That's a, I mean, that's that's weighty. You know, it gets into your your religious beliefs and.
0: um, He grew up pretty much Catholic. His parents had issues when he married a Roman Catholic with his first marriage. Yeah. So, um, he can
1: change, I don't think he's as bad as some, but definitely changes his stance on, I, you know, and it doesn't seem that many of these changes would be considered not admirable, but it could be even a sign of the times, right? Things, if you yeah. don't read public opinion, you're kind of, you're not gonna survive long as a politician.
0: One of the interviews I watched with, um, I don't even know, somebody talking about Biden. It'll be in the links. Um, You know, they they were just saying that he's just been around a long time. And um, you know, it's okay. But um, it definitely has showed his, like you said, his flip-flops over the ages.
1: Yep. They have time to pick it up. Yeah. They have time to catalog those and look at them and compare The other one, to say, okay, well, this guy legit—is he really worth it?
0: The big one I saw too was his speech, or he he talked later in his life too about how he regretted the '94 crime bill. You know, he said that the experts at the time, they told congressional leaders that that crack was worse. They said, you know, you don't come back from crack, and then that all turned out to be hooey, and found that powder cocaine was the same as crack cocaine, and I mean, thousands of lives were ruined for things like african-american lives yeah. ruined for things their white counterparts were doing just in a different form of
1: with. yeah yeah i think that's one that's a stain on him and it's a shame too because it is completely possible to be given wrong information from experts and then make bad decisions based on it
0: i'm and sure there'll be things we have a to eat kind on.
1: yeah yeah a certain kind of person to
0: say you know what I was wrong I wanted to mention and, too uh, Joe Joe had a stutter problem it was uh, worse in his 20s and uh, but he's actually part of like a national stutter foundation and um, uh, uh, he says it still affects him to this day but mainly when he's tired so I <laughs> think that's interesting
1: yeah there's that uh he met and helped out
0: Right,
1: right. There was the kid he met and helped out, or whatever, with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got my dogs inside.
0: He's also That's into. Good, though, I mean, I- he's into teetotalism. Oh, well, don't know what that is. A complete uh, abstinence from alcohol.
1: Oh, like teetotalers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't know you didn't drink.
0: Yeah, I guess some of his family has some substance abuse issues, so he chose to never, never tempt fate. Well, good for him. Yeah, trying to think if there's any other little tidbits. I always write these random things. Might be one of the few
1: things he has in common with Donald Trump.
0: I know, right?
1: Wow, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, um, and I, I do have one more little segment, if I may. Yes, I did a bit of research on how how Biden's stances compared directly with Trump's. Right? Okay, we'll compare and contrast. I did three things again. I don't want to take forever on this, um, but a, there was a nice Reuters article I'll share with you guys you and check it out if you want to read more. Um, so, like the economy, Biden is um, he's all for with the current status, cautious reopening. He wants to. Sh- he said he'd shut down. He shut it down again if, if the experts said that they should. And he favors trillions of dollars and more in aid to be passed by Congress right away. Um, Trump said that he wants everything open now, we know this. Uh, Open it fast and stay open regardless of the data, as it seems, (laughs) I I don't know how else to interpret it. And uh, limited uh, additional aid or no additional aid, depending upon when you read about what he's saying. Most recently it's limited aid, you know, the tax holidays and um you know wanting the um his his executive memorandums and such that he recently passed those kinds of things taxes uh biden said directly he would reverse some of trump's 2017 tax cuts mostly uh related uh, directly to the corporation tax cut and the rich tax cut that he did um he said that uh he'd be in favor of a $15 minimum wage. It has nothing to do with taxes, but I guess I found that in the tax segment. Uh, uh-huh. Trump said that he would like to, again, cut payroll taxes, and he wants no additional tax increases on the wealthy because they drive the economy. And the last piece, uh, manufacturing, Biden said he wants to uh, offer $700 billion for American-made products to be purchased by the government And uh, for research in conjunction with private industry to advance innovation. And he also wants to stop the tariff war as it is with China and find other ways to deal with the problems that we have with trade with them. And then conversely, Trump on manufacturing said he wants to boost American manufacturing, encourage business, and mostly encourage businesses not to offshore. Kind of like his his quote-unquote order companies not to send more jobs overseas than it can't yeah. really do. Right. So sorry, have one last little bit. I couldn't leave those let those go.
0: No, that's good. I you know, the one thing too, I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna throw my last bit on. Looking at his campaign and especially even just hearing that, like regardless of how centrist he is, this is still the most progressive democratic platform we've seen. Correct. 100%.
1: He's no socialist. Not even close. Though. I don't not understand even. why they're hammering on that one. Just to create a narrative, really. In my it's, it's
0: age old nonsense. It works. But Sadly, yeah, I socialism is not working.
1: If Bernie was up there, they have a chance. You know what I mean? Like, they'd have a chance of accusing him of being socialist, even though Bernie's not a quote unquote straight socialist.
0: I know. Democratic mm-hmm. socialist. People are not intelligent. And, so and, they, and they'd be like, what is socialist the Yeah, right.
1: Right, exactly. So, Yeah, it's not fair, and I think that those are the things that could they rile up the base for Trump. And they they some people are going to hear that and go, "Oh, I don't want a socialist. I don't want to pin pigeonhole certain age groups or sexes or races into that." But you know what I mean?
0: I mean, it's kind of sad, but I mean, realistically, the the progressive people. T- You know, I count myself as a little more progressive than Joe, but uh, I I understand that we didn't get it done. We didn't get it out for Bernie. And when it came time to really step up and show support for Hillary, I don't think all of us did that that were as progressive. Not saying me and you, I I voted for her, but I think there were still a lot of people who had lost all interest, all hope. They were bitter they were bitter. I don't think they did. And I think Joe went into this knowing, well, I'm probably going to still lose those people, but what else can I get? And I think he can get a lot of the yeah. Trump people.
1: I do too. I mean, I've heard a surprising number of people that I never would have thought what I would have heard say they vote for Biden. They're saying now there's a lot of people I've heard too, say they're not going to vote at all or that they don't, they don't trust Biden and so reluctantly they're gonna vote for Trump. I'm scared still. I don't think anything's in the bag. I think all the polls, this far out in particular, are still you can't trust that stuff. Like it anything could happen.
0: I'm gonna go ahead it's and Trump's say it. to lose. I agree. I, I'm gonna say it. Right now though, I am feeling positive.
1: Oh yeah, I feel positive. Doom and gloom will come if something drastically bad happens to F Joe's campaign. It um, could happen.
0: It's in for the debates. Hey, we're gonna live stream a debate. I just announced that, and Brent didn't know it, but we're gonna make that happen. And um, we should, yeah. So uh, be looking out for that. I don't know. I, I I Here's my thing. I was already gonna vote for him. I mean, I'm not even gonna pretend like I wasn't. You know, I, I'm always right. Joe over Trump for the climate for. Uh, Supreme Court judges for a lot of the same reasons that people talk to themselves into voting for Trump but don't get me wrong any man who can balance two kids at home and be a United States Senator uh, he's a hard worker uh, I mean and he seems like a, just a good guy uh, I mean it really does seem like he's a good guy to me
1: that's just it I feel like you can't really say when I saw the first day of the Republican convention, somebody said that Trump was the vanguard of modern civilization. I literally laughed out loud at my desk at work and people were looking at me funny.
0: Because I'm pretty sure that was that kid that uh, was laughing in the face of the Native American.
1: Yeah. I And if it was, shame on him, but it's like, I completely understand Um I don't know Joe could be that Is he that? I don't know Gotta give him a chance Trump is not even close to that Like he he doesn't even In my opinion doesn't even represent All Americans He represents the Republican base That elected him The rest of us are just out to dry
0: Actively tries to leave us out to dry Yeah The great uh, unifier I know we both got to wrap up because it's getting late, but um, I want to say, gosh, both of our thoughts are with the people of uh, Louisiana and Texas. Man, and it sounds yeah. pretty scary down there.
1: Hopefully people can get out away from the deadly storm surges.
0: What I read today it was 20 feet storm surges.
1: Yep. The governor of Texas is doing the right thing, though, and, and really push people to get out, so I hope they were able to get people out.
0: Even the videos is just a- Yeah, the videos with the empty beaches and the dark clouds and the waves coming in, I mean, they're just spooky. And Florida's on, or California, excuse me, California's on fire. Right? It's a tough
1: year. This is peak of the hurricane season, too, by the way. It's not the end of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They could have more. Yeah, is I still looking at the possibility of two? I don't even know if that's still a thing.
1: The other one... um, was more of a tropical depression, just drop some rain. But this is a Category Four hurricane.
0: Yeah. And I heard it could even strengthen more.
1: Um, I I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised it it uh, strengthened right, like right. right now is right before it makes landfall, and that's when it can do the worst. Maybe that's what I was
0: reading it yesterday. Yeah, everything happens so fast with that stuff. I, I guess I can't say a day ago I read something that's still current with it, but. Sorry, try to keep up info. in this in this world uh anything else do we miss anything no i think it was a good overview
1: of biden we had talked about maybe doing a pence harris episode at some point don't know if we could dedicate a whole show to each but we could talk about it
0: i like harris i think we could do harrison maybe another topic or something um I don't know. Pence is just so boring (laughs) to me. You're yawning just thinking about it? I am, and that was, like, natural. Stephen Colbert had to fake it. I just did it totally natural. Um, Harris is interesting. I I I was thinking, like, man, she's interesting. I'd like to look at her, the things against her. I I think it's just – I get really frustrated when people start bringing up her conviction. They said more Mm African-Americans were – convicted or something while she was state's attorney for California. I I just don't know how her, I I don't know. I think there's some questionable correlations people are drawing from that. (laughs) And
1: uh, Gotta look into the the data on it. I mean, understand what were the crimes? You know, was it something that was, you know, sparred? Like the crime bill thing where people really were being taken, you know, (sighs) so another one more to unpack there
0: i know not tonight nope i'm gonna edit this thing not tonight i'm gonna probably wake up in the morning and do that and uh get it posted so that is the goal and i thank everyone for watching this and i hope you've learned some
1: record one
0: yeah i know i know brenda will come back in the studio we're just trying to be safe you know, my wife was working the COVID unit for a few weeks and keep it moving. Brent works in a different hospital. Just too many germs. But in a hospital, no less. I know. Scary times. I know. All right, buddy. Good show. Well, everyone wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance. Have a great day. Have a great week. Thanks again. And I'm Chris Tapp. This is Brent Miller. You've been watching. Brent and Chris talk.